0: What is going on, it is your host Matt Labrie and you are rocking with us on an all new episode of the Decoding Success Podcast and during this quarantine, you know I have to say it, I hope and I pray that you and your loved ones, your family, your friends, your significant others, your husbands, wives, children, everyone in between is healthy during this rather trying time, this global pandemic that we find ourselves in. I can't not say that heading into this show, but you are here and I'm really grateful for the fact that you're tuned into a podcast as mentioned on past episodes, Leading up to the intro of the show, it really goes to say a lot about the type of person you are. So, I want to express my desire for you to pat yourself on your back for continuously developing as a person, professionally, personally, whatever the case is, tuning into podcasts. I think it's something that needs to be done. So, make sure you're giving yourself that pat on the back, drink that glass of wine tonight, eat that piece of cake not too much of it though cuz i've done a little bit of that <laughs> during this quarantine but i am really excited to have you here during this episode and before even introducing you to today's guest i just want to put you on to one of our amazing partners of this show now we are forced to work remotely right now and that has drastically halted the event industry but luckily decoding success and this amazing platform called Remo have teamed up to be able to provide you all with an amazing virtual experience this is way different than other competitors which you see that are very hyped up and I'm not going to drop any names because I want to focus on Remo here it is absolutely amazing I've done networking events on it you could do events where you're speaking whatever the case is this platform is absolutely amazing it is totally up to date it is really really 2020 that is for damn sure so I want to make sure that you are aware of our amazing partnership with Remo you could check them out through the show notes there's a link in the show notes it just says Remo click it You'll You'll be directed to their amazing platform. You can check it out. It's really, really dope, especially during the time that we're in. Could be super helpful to you, but it's time for me to introduce today's guest and to just call him a guest would be such a disservice and an injustice nonetheless, because he's an amazing, amazing individual. I'm really grateful that this gentleman and I have been connected now for a few years and some really, really great times together. And this is actually round two. He's been on the show before. He's made major impact. In fact, he's not only been on the show, he was actually, I believe, our third ever guest of the show, going all the way back to December of 2018 when we originally launched. You've probably seen Mario on TV as a two-time Emmy Award winning talk show host and digital lifestyle expert on NBC's Today Show, CNN, NPR, and more. Or, hey, maybe you've seen him on Steve Harvey, Inside Edition, Dr. Oz, Fuse, and other popular talk shows and news programs. Mario Armstrong is also the host of the Emmy Award-winning Never Settle Show, a platform that provides the advice and tools to help you hustle mindfully to pursue your passions. Mario is bringing a ton of value to this episode. That's why I'm really excited to be able to amplify it to all of you because we're specifically talking about the actual time we are in being quarantined, being in a global pandemic, and he gives some really, really great advice as to how you can continuously level up through everything that we are all experiencing today in real time. So without further ado, we bring to you my guy, Mario Armstrong. Mario, my man, you are back. I just want to let you know, Mario, you were the third ever interviewee on this show and you are back. Now, that was a while ago. That was was, I remember. That was back in 2018, right before the holidays 2018. So as you know from past experience, we always kick the show off asking how you define success. Last time you were on here, you defined it as harmony, meaning alignment in business, relationships, etc. Is that still the case today?
1: Ooh, that's really powerful, man, that you actually have all these definitions of how people actually answer that question and whether or not that's actually evolved over time. Because the good thing about it is we should be allowed that evolution. Like things can change. Things do shift and it's OK. And I think a lot of people get stuck to maybe not realizing like people that are busy or ambitious, they do evolve and they do change and things uh, can shift. For me, that definition is still at this point, uh, still the same. Harmony is the most important thing for success for me. If, if my relationship with my child or my wife isn't on good standing, I feel horrible as a person, even if I have extra zeros in the bank account, like it wouldn't matter. So like that balance of really having that harmony of what what do I need to fulfill for Mario in order to be successful? Mario wants to be able to have impact to people. Mario wants to be able to have impact to his, his wife and his relationship, his son. And Mario wants to be able to live in integrity and try to help with the content that we create as many people as possible. That is like the harmonious line.
0: Uh, and it's hard to, to maintain it all, but that's what is success for me. So it's still the same. I love that. So I actually need to backtrack a little. I need to express my gratitude for you hopping on a second time. I got so excited. I was ready to jump right in. I just want to express my gratitude for you hopping (laughs) on. Let me start there. I want to express that gratitude, but not just in any time, like you're doing this during obviously a time where this world is in a global pandemic. So I just want to say, you know, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to, you know, jump on board and uh, add impact during this time, you know?
1: You know, it's, um, I appreciate that. And I think I'll I'll also reciprocate that. Like, I think both of us are the types of people that want to, and many of your listeners are the same way. Like I know many of you can relate to this statement. I'm going to say like, all of you are people that want to be able to leave a legacy, leave some kind of impact or do something that's bigger than just you. And so when you called, I was like, of course, like it's, it's Matt LaBrie. Like it's, are you kidding me? This podcast is off the chain. The dude has always been true to who he is. And so when your work speaks for yourself, it makes it easy for people to want to do stuff with you. That energy that you put out, that vibe that you put out. So those of you that are listening, make sure you're thinking about the energy that you're putting out. Are you putting out energy of desperation or are you putting out energy of collaboration? Like, what's the energy? Is it really, a, Is are you saying it's not about you, but it really is about you? Like, what's the truth? Like, get to the intent of that truth and really try to work on that because when people like myself or Matt, we reach out, we're doing it from a place of intent of wanting to do something much bigger than us at all times. And I know that. So I'm thankful to be on, you know, you don't expect to be on a podcast again, like what like you've been on it once. It's kind of like, yeah, we've been there, done that. So I've been really thinking too, like, what will I say differently? Let's make sure I study some different thoughts. Let's make sure I think about some different perspectives. And it's just ironic that you are calling during this time of COVID. And, you know, and I interviewed you recently because of the work that you're doing during COVID. The fact that you're out there on the front lines feeding uh, frontline workers, nurses, nurses, Uh, police officers, fire departments and more, and consistently doing that and raising money and asking the public to support you is just who we are at the core. So uh, it's not that I'm busy, it's that it's the right busy to be. And there's a difference between efficiency and effectiveness. And I think those terms get intertwined all the time. So my first quick takeaway for everyone is, even though Matt said, hey, this is a busy time, which for some it is, for people like Matt and I, we're very busy right now. We figured out a way to like really look at this as an opportunity, not an opportunity that, in that sense, but an opportunity in that we aren't going to sit on the sidelines. We're going to actively engage in doing what we think we can do to help give back in some way. And so I do that every single day when I was doing the IG lives that you were on, you're doing that with the stuff that you're doing on the front line, and, and more. And so I just think that when you think about efficiency versus effectiveness, I could be more efficient right now, I could try to get a lot of things done. But am I being effective? Am I working on the right things? And so being on this interview or being on this podcast to me is working on one of the right things with my time.
0: Right, man, I love that. So how are you? Staying aligned and you know keeping that success definition of harmony in check right now during, um you know this quarantine that we're in right because uh, I'm sure I'm sure you're home you know you're with the family all the time things could potentially get a little hectic uh, I know I'm experiencing that and um you know kind of just threw a curveball at us so I'm curious like right. how were you able to stay in the batter's box make sure your knees weren't buckling and still <laughs> hit the ball you know
1: yeah I I, I, I grabbed you know I was like. I mean, let me get warmed up. I was like, ah, that, bat feels, that bat feels a little heavy. Let me change bats. Hold on. We got to adjust. We got to adjust, right? So so we're calling audibles every day, uh, pretty much. We're calling some audibles on the play. But I think that the bottom line is structure. And I think the thing that really saved us right from the get, and if you feel chaotic right now or still going through that, really work on your structure. And if you're not the most structured or organized person, find someone in your click or in your crew that is, that can help give you some guidance on how maybe you could structure your day better. So here was the first thing that we realized. Number one, we already were a virtual, our company operates pretty virtually. So we're used to working from home office spaces and workspaces and stuff like that. Having the ch- kid at home, you know, we have a young son and having our child at home uh, and, and being around each other 24 seven, that's different. Cause I'm on planes, trains, and automobiles quite often and I'm not always home. So, you know, the wife is always happy to see me. I'm always happy to see her. Not that we're not happy to see each other every day cause we are, but it's just, you know, you have those spaces where you can actually be away and have some uh, self care time and some alone time and all those things. Right. And What we realized right away, Nicole was like, and I call her CEO, Nicole. She's like, okay, nothing changes. We just got to get the structure in place. What's the schedule for the day? And I was like, yep, you're right. All right, we're still getting up and we're still getting dressed. We're still going to act like we're going to work and we're going to school at the regular times, but we now don't have a commute. So what does that give us? Oh, an extra hour. Oh, maybe some people it's an extra hour and a half. Maybe it's two, maybe it's three hours because you got an extra hour and a half on both sides of this thing. You just accumulated three extra hours in your day. What did you want to do with your life before when you said you wish you had more time? Now you have three extra hours. I was, we were going like, we were running around like, okay, we're going to maximize this time through structure. So I say the number one thing is having structure. Number two, if you're in tight spaces, one of the things that I recommend people doing is mentally getting your mindset structured. How do you do that? If you have to work at your living room or in your kitchen, you pick the one chair that is your office chair. I don't care. Put your keyboard there, put a plant there, put whatever there that feels like work. That's your office chair. Do not eat at that chair. Do not do leisure at that chair. Do not watch Netflix on that corner of the couch. Like <laughs> have, I'm dead serious. It's like, cause it's mental because if you get dressed And then you wake up and you know like what your purpose is because you have structure and you know what you're going to be doing in the day. Then you know where you're going to work from. Then you don't fall into these traps of like, you know, you're doing sloppy work or you're just like wherever I lay down is where I do my work. And then I'm tired of work. So let me shut the laptop. Let me look at a Netflix thing. Let me open up the laptop again let me do my phone like that. That doesn't really do. I think people are finding themselves in a more detrimental state potentially because there is no separation from personal and leisure. I mean, personal and work. And that's why I think this structure and some of these tactics that I'm saying have been extremely helpful for us. So we've been able to maintain. We've been able to obviously go outside, get some vitamin D, walk the dog, do those things. But we've also, not just from a work perspective, Nicole was very adamant on, hey, what are we going to be able to say about this time when it's over that we did differently? Like we should be able to look back and be like, remember during COVID we did X or remember during COVID we learned Y or we played this. Like what are some of the things that we could be doing as a family unit um, that we could create and create these experiences? And so we've been really kind of adamant and diligent about those family things, too.
0: That's huge, man, and yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head for me and a lot of the people in my circle. Because I want to say, three to four weeks ago, um, I just completely lacked structure. Like, mm-hmm. no, no time getting up. You know, whenever I wanted to get up, I was getting up. I was still doing work, but I was doing it whenever I felt oh, like it. I know. love the honesty. Love this. Yeah, and this is a conversation I had with multiple friends. So I think this is a really big question I'm about to ask for a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I would play Call of Duty whenever I wanted to midday. I would, you know, hop on Warzone. Uh, I would do whatever I wanted to do. And then I said to one of my friends, his name's Anoresis, a really great guy. He's been on the show himself. And I said, dude, like, I feel like I'm, I'm doing work. I'm just not doing enough of it. But yeah. – the thing was when I caught myself, I was grateful for that. I made the change that I needed to make, but then I was doing too much work. In fact, <laughs> I, I did so much work yesterday after our call, after we chopped it up yesterday on the IG live, I just knocked out. I was like, yo, I need to sleep. So like, what's your advice for finding the, and I don't want to use the word balance because it differs for everyone, but like yeah. what's your advice for finding that right tone or or the you know the, the the setting that you need to be on yeah this is a beautiful question and 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 let's be clear uh i too am very
1: much like you it was just a little bit different i i i so what happened to you and your friend and and a lot of other people was like yo this is like a snow vacation we're like at, we're in like blizzard mode we didn't know <laughs> how long thing, you didn't know Right. You know how long this thing was going to take place? We all thought maybe a couple of weeks. So, so playing Call of Duty, like we had all been hopping. You were already cranking, 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 cranking. We were all cranking. So when this thing hit and it put everybody at a complete halt, you're just like, oh, I can't go outside. So I'm going to play some Call of Duty. I'm going to hang out in my pajamas. I'm going to play Destiny. I'm going to be on my Xbox for a minute. I'm going to just watch some Netflix and binge. And that was all cool. Then we realized, wait a minute, we're not going to go back to work next week. This right. is much bigger of a problem. And then it was like, yo, I'm still playing Call of Duty. Something's going, like, I don't feel right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> like I've never played so much video games in my life right now. So that's when it started hitting you, like, okay, I need structure. Then you realized, oh, my gosh, I have so much time. Yo, I'm trying to reach a billion people. I can take over the world right now. Do you know everybody else is home, too? So that means they're stuck. They could be watching my stuff. Like, it's, you, your ideas just start popping on what you think you can do. And then your to-do list gets massive. And that happened to me too. And then we all had to pull back. Our whole unit was just like, whoa, we're trying to be too productive. (laughs) Wait a minute. We're actually trying to be too productive. So, and here's the thing I would say. Um, To me, balance does not exist. And I know this may sound non-conventional or unconventional to a lot of people, but there, to me, it's my opinion, there is no such thing as balance. And here's why I say that. So all this work-life balance—I talk about this on the Never Settle Show. Go to episode uh, three and episode uh, two, where I really dig into these concepts um, to get you to think differently. Uh, It's on YouTube at Never Settle Network. But there is no concept of work-life balance. There is only balance in the present. That's really all that it is. Because what what, you're—you can't do anything about the moment that's already passed. And you can't do anything about the moment that's yet to come. But you can figure out how do you want to balance yourself in the moment that you're currently in. And that's really just all about being in the present. So in your present state, do you feel tired? Well, then you should take a damn nap. In your present state, do you feel energized and you're ready to tackle that thing that you've been procrastinating on? Then you should tackle that thing you've been procrastinating on. But in order to do that, you need to have a level of self-awareness within yourself to know what energy you're feeling and not fight that flow. And that, to me, is the ultimate balance. Like, if I'm being completely present, I'm supposed to be doing nothing right now but thinking about the best way that I could answer your question from my experiences that could hopefully maybe give people a different perspective that can help them. It doesn't matter if the dog is barking or anything else is going on, or, you know, now if I want to start thinking about the future, I'm thinking about what's my, is my guy, is, is my guest at my 1225 IG live going to be on time? Did I get all the graphics done? Am I going to have that ready? What am I going to do as soon as I'm off this podcast? Like that's, you know that's, that hasn't even happened yet. So I'm not yeah. in the present. I'm not in that moment. So I don't believe in, in work-life balance. And I was a guy that used to believe that until I realized when you are actually, and here's why I think it really came about. Because we needed it, number one. Because when once BlackBerry, I call it BlackBerry season. Once BlackBerry season hit, like people lost all their crap with like how to balance their life. Like email on your desktop was one thing, because I could only answer your emails from work. But the minute BlackBerry season hit, and people were getting emails on their Blackberries, and that thing was working, people were like, Oh, I could work at nine o'clock at night. Right, so right. That's where the whole work-life balance started. Like, wait a minute, we don't have balance like we used to. But ultimately, I believe the, the real balance is, are you aligned with your purpose? Are you aligned with what you ultimately feel you should be doing with your life? Because if you get that alignment right first, then the balance is like one continuum. It's not, I need to do this job that I hate doing, and then I work on the stuff that I love doing at night that's balance. But once you get to alignment, you're, you've, you have become balanced. Now it's just, are you in the present with that balance?
0: Right I love that man So you bring up Never Settle Show Let's talk about it How are you pivoting with this I know uh, I, And I don't regret a lot of things But man I was so busy During the time you were filming at NASDAQ And I said to myself man Like I regret the fact That I couldn't make it out To one of these recordings Like man, I, I wanted you know,
1: to be there We man. had you on the VIP list We were ready for you
0: <laughs> I wanted to be there man I, we, we had an event going on one night The other night I wasn't even in New York I was so mad at myself But um, talk to me about Never Settle Show. What's going on with that? I mean, you know, Never Settle Show is, 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 first and foremost, it's a series
1: of episodes that are less than 20 minutes, so anyone can, like, really, you know, watch these things. And if you want to, watch me at time and a half. Like, just watch it. Uh, it's on Never Settle Network is the name of the channel on YouTube. These are highly produced. These were shot before COVID, but we're talking six, seven cameras. We're talking a live studio audience, a control room. It's shot in Times Square at NASDAQ, uh, which has amazing glass to ceiling, a floor to ceiling glass studios, just like being in Good Morning America studio set. Ginormous uh, interactive wall behind me um, that complements the show. And we really pushed to create topics that are going to help people that are creators, entrepreneur types, freelancers, consultants, dreamers. And then also those that are looking to just level up their life. Maybe they don't want to be an entrepreneur, but they do want to switch careers. Or maybe they got a side hustle and they like it as a side hustle, but they also want to keep their career. Like people that want to advance themselves and people that are looking for new tools, tactics, different perspectives and different uh, action plans to put in place. That's who this show is really for. So um, it's six episodes up there right now. And then when we shot the six episodes, because each episode has a specific theme, like episode one is all about like getting your vision straight. And not only do we just, we don't just preach to you. We actually have a website, neversettle.tv, where all the worksheets are for free. So if you need to get your personal mission statement in order and get your vision locked in, you watch episode one, you see how other people are locking in their vision I give you some advice, some other people share some tips and ideas, and then we give you the worksheets that you need to download to get that thing moving. In episode two, we talk about how fear holds us back from pursuing our greatest self, like whether it's fear of embarrassment, whether it's fear of public speaking, whether it's fear of putting ourselves out there, whatever the fear could be, we help you understand neurologically what happens, but then also practically what you can do to stop fear from getting in your way. And then we have some worksheets for that. So every episode, we're giving you the content, but also giving you tools to help you hold yourself accountable. And then there's a whole community right there in the comments. They're all following and watching what I do on Instagram Live because we do subsets of the show during my Instagram Lives. And, um, you know, if, I wonder if you sh- uh, I could have played a clip if I shared screen. Um, but, yeah, so just go to YouTube.com slash Never Network, and you will also see beyond the episodes there, we have, like – Dude, we, cut, we shot so much video, and I'm so glad we did this. While we had the teams and the crews there, we must have shot like 30 or 40 Q&As, like just questions from people on social media. We shot – digital exclusives. We shot some behind the scenes. We shot my passion, my monetization for your passion formula. Like it's a formula that I do to help people that know that they have several ideas, try to figure out which idea is the one they should try to monetize first. And so all these things. So in total, we have over a hundred pieces of content sitting on this YouTube channel ready for consumption. And there's got to be something there for someone to help them where they are in their life right now.
0: I love that. So this is a question I typically ask authors, but I think this very much so applies to what you got, got going on with the show. Yeah. If you and I were like co-workers and we met at the water cooler um, in our office and you weren't the host of the Never Settle show, you were working with me wherever we're working, we could choose wherever we want to work. Yep. And you wanted to put me onto this show. What episode would you tell me to watch first and why? Woo! <laughs> Man, I thought it was episode three where I tell people, you
1: are the business. Creators, entrepreneur types, freelancers, consultants, think of themselves as that, the contractor. I'm taking this gig. I need that work. Let me get on that set. Let me get with that production. Let me do that design. Let me work with that author. Let me work with that uh, person over there. Like, you see yourselves as gig workers, and you're only as good as your last gig. And I want all of us to switch that mentality saying, no, 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 I'm actually a business. Like, how's Jay Z say? He's like, you know, I'm not a businessman, I'm a business businessman. Man. Right, right, right. I'm a business. And so that mental shift of you operating as if you're a business starts to change how you think about the people you work with. They're no longer just a client, it's more like, yo, how do I be their partner? Like, how do I elevate my standing with it? How do I bring more value to them? Because maybe I want to cross sell them on a different product or service I have. Or maybe I want to upgrade them on a different level of service that I can give them or a different product that I can give them. And in order to do that, you have to be able to not see yourself as someone that's a work for hire mentality. You have to see yourself as like a partner for longevity completely different train of thinking. But since you asked that question, that was my first episode until yesterday hit. Yesterday's episode, everybody's banging me like, oh my gosh, this episode, episode number five is on how to set your goals. And there are some unique and different approaches that I take in how you can set your goals that I think is what caught people's attention and gave them something new that they haven't heard before in terms of goal setting. And also, um, the time that we're in feels like, you know, July is now, is going to be January all over again. It kind of feels like you need to reset whatever you thought your goals were for January. You better recognize COVID just happened and not just try to act like it didn't. And you're just going to pick up where you left off and try to redo those same goals, I think you need to readjust those goals, reset your goals for what you're gonna do for the second half of this year under a COVID kind of environment. And so I think that that show, which was meant to run in January for people that were looking for how to set their goals for new year resolutions, didn't run in January for other reasons, uh, editing and other things, ran yesterday and people are going nuts. So I would say episode three, and episode five, and my favorite part about episode five is a spot where I talk about tangible affirmations. Everybody knows what an affirmation is, but i come up with this concept that's worked for me over the years called tangible affirmations. So check out episode number five.
0: I love that, man. That's awesome. Definitely going to have all the show note links and stuff like that in the show notes or the links to the show in the show notes, I should say. But, um, you know, we were doing an IG live yesterday, you know, obviously you get asked a lot of questions. I'm sure you get DMS. Um, you're on other podcasts and things of that nature, but I'm just curious, like what's a question you wish more people would ask you and how would you answer that? Hmm. Hmm. How many people pause
1: when you ask this question?
0: Oh, a lot. Don't worry, I got some more pausable questions coming up. Don't (laughs) worry, I do. The one, you know, the the, that's such an interesting
1: question because, quite honestly, it's a selfish one, right? (laughs) Like, like selfish me, right? Like, it's like I wonder why people don't ask me about Brubru. You know, (laughs) 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 you know, how come you don't be asking me? I, I really, you know, I wonder. I wish people would maybe ask more about how to hustle mindfully. Okay. I wish people would ask me more about, like, they see they, they know I'm on the grind. They know I'm on the hustle. They know I've done work. They know I have some accolades to prove that, some receipts that are in the bag that you can see and all that stuff. But they, but they also know about failures because I make sure that that's known so that people don't get this one sided view and perspective of what it takes on your journey to get there. But I wish more people would be like, Mario, man, look, man, I really love what I'm doing and I'm trying to really break through, but you know, how do I do this in a way where I can have more empathy or how can I do this in a way where I can treat myself better during the process. I'm constantly just beating myself up and all that. Like I really wish people would start to ask those questions because I think the longevity of the journey and the resiliency that you can get when you can have better self care and a a bit stronger awareness helps you in the long term for your journey. And the people that are around you along the way will really appreciate you as a human more than uh, saying, man, I wish I was nicer when I was really like grinding hard back then, I wish I was a nicer person. So right. I, I wish people would maybe ask me more about that, but um, they ask everything else. That's the one, <laughs> that they ask everything else, bro. Like like no question really gets un, unasked. I, I think that's one that I wish people would ask more about. And also um, I wish people would also ask more about how can you identify other revenue sources for your ideas outside of the typical revenue sources. And the reason why is because I think a lot of people get locked into loans, um, family and friends, uh, credit card debt, and then VC is the last. But everybody forgets or doesn't know or hasn't been exposed to sponsorship money. Sure. And so that's been a key mission that I've been on kind of recently. Like, oh, people know these four sources of income or four sources of like raising dough. And you hear bootstrapping and all this other stuff. But no one's really talking about how do you get brands to fund your ideas and still make it a value to them? And that's how we built our company for the past 10 years. So I'm like, I got to. I got to go hard on helping people see this other source. It's not to say that people don't know that it's out there, but there are obvious things. People think of, oh, I have an event. I need brands. Oh, I have a podcast. I need brands. I'm talking about the non-obvious. Oh, you're writing a book and you really would like to get an editor and you can't afford one? Why can't you find a brand that could associate with that book?
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's powerful. There
1: are, there are reasons to bring brands into a lot of different discussions and sometimes reasons not to, but there is another source that I think people are missing.
0: So I think those two questions are probably the two. I love it, man, and I appreciate the elaboration on, on both of them, but I want to respect your time. I know we only got a couple more minutes here, but you asked about pausable questions. How yeah, about? I want to hear these I, other pausables. I, I got a, I got a few more. I don't remember if I asked you these on the way out of the interview last time, and that's going all the way back to 2018. I think we may have added these, but um, the first question I'm going to ask you is, it's rather cliche, and I'm still trying to find another way to ask it, but I do reverse engineer that question, okay. and um, you know, there's three of them. I'm really curious They're all about advice. So the first one is, what is the best piece of advice Mario has received? Again, this is a little cliche, but no, you've got to bear with me.
1: Best piece of advice. Don't. Oh, man. Oh, 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 oh. Uh. When you're taking advice from someone else, make sure they have the same thing to lose in the situation that you're in, or they've experienced something very similar to the situation you're in.
0: That's big. That's really big. That is really big. In fact, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Scott Adams. He's the creator of Dilbert. Oh, yeah. Um, the cartoon. He was on okay. the show, and he didn't say that as his best piece of advice, but he was elaborating on a story that hits that nail on the head. Mm. So, Hearing this over, man, it, it's it's so, true. It, it's we so want, true. We want validation. We want acceptance. And we like to ask our friends and
1: family and other people for like advice. But the truth of the matter is, if they don't have the same amount of skin in the game, like if your decision, if their decision doesn't also impact their income, like you need to be thinking about how much you want to put weight on that decision. If their decision um, or if their advice isn't coming from a place where they've experienced something similar to what you've experienced, you need to really question whether or not you want, how much weight you want to put on that
0: uh, advice. Right. I love that, man. So what, l- let me reverse engineer that now. What is a piece of advice that you didn't want to hear at the time it was given to you, but proved to be true over time? This, this is one that makes people pause a little bit. Yeah. Say the question again. What is a piece of advice that you didn't want to hear at the time it was given to you, but proved to be true over time? And this is so beautiful because
1: the stuff that you don't want to hear typically is the stuff you need to hear. But if you're not open to hearing it, you don't receive the message. And that's why this question is such a good one because so many of us, different phases in our lives, we weren't ready to hear something and then we open up or we mature or we get wiser and we realize, oh, that's what they meant. (laughs) Like, yeah. So I would say, uh, number one, I would say, try to be open more to the, to the, uh, information that's coming your way that you don't want to hear. The more, In fact, I would say the more you can get that type of information that makes you feel uncomfortable, that makes you feel uneasy, that really starts to mess with your ego, starts to actually help you if you can be more open to how you can use it as fuel, because it's really clues to your potential success or your potential uh, moving forward. Um, the one piece of advice, man, I'm searching for so many, I see so many faces popping in my head right now. <laughs> I would say it's great. I would say, cause I was a hard headed kid, bro. But the, oh my gosh. Okay. All right. So the answer would be, you're not reaching enough. You're not reaching out to enough people. Okay. Yes, I am. I. I what's enough people? I've called 10. 10? Call 50. Call 100. Call me back when you call 100. What? I don't need to call 100. I'm calling 10. Like fighting that whole thing of like the law of averages is what I was fighting. Like I'm smacking the crap out of my face because it's like you can't fight math, B. <laughs> fight math. So I would say not listening to the fact of you need to up the amount of people that you are trying to reach to help you with a project or a decision or a pitch or an ask, whatever that may be, you, you're trying to get your book out there? Ten publishers ain't enough to talk to. Ten writers isn't enough to talk to. You're trying to get your podcast out there? Ten, 10 guests ain't going to do it. How many right. people are you willing to call to get on your show? Like, I didn't really respect that. And now it's like, yeah. Yeah. Law of averages is for real. The more you put in the work, the more the more you will get the yeses, and the more yeses you get, the more that energy builds on top of that energy, and so on and so forth.
0: That's huge, man. I appreciate that share. Listen, that's something I need to hear too. I think a lot of people need to hear it, but definitely something I need to hear um, when it comes to my business, et cetera. But last question for you, Mario. Last yeah, question It's great too when you can spit
1: it back at somebody else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like what happened was I had a, a guy called into the IG live show that I do on, on Instagram every day. And and he's like, yeah, and, and he's a great dude, deacon chef. And he's a deacon and a chef. And he does stuff great for uh, people in the community. And he's trying to build this nonprofit where he's got this restaurant that people from the community would also be able to work there and people that are homeless would get work and all this stuff. So it's a great picture. And he's like, I pitched, I pitched five investors. And he's mad. I'm like, yo, you haven't pitched enough people yet. Are you kidding me right now? Right. It's five and you're upset? I was like, bro, don't call me until you have a list of 35 names. I need 35 different names at least. I didn't want to scare him with the 100. and all. Like, Just get him to 35, and if he can realize 25 – then 35 looks doable. If 35 is doable, 50 is doable. So it's great to now be able to spit that back and be like, look, I learned this the hard way. Trust me, you need to talk to more people. You need to up your frequency. So it's great now to kind of spit that advice back that it I definitely want to, to take and now, and now love that I
0: enacted in my own life, but also can spit it back for others. I love that, man. So <laughs> last question for you. This one might be the most plausible one out of all of them. Oh, but man. If... It's guys like only- a daily double or something right now. And <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, like I'm about to score double the points if I get this. All right, let's go. Let's go. If you only had the opportunity to give one piece of advice the rest of your life, meaning you're hopping on podcasts, you could only say one thing. You're writing books, you could only say one thing. You're doing episodes for the Never Settle Show on this one thing. What would that one thing be and why? Man, that is a, that is a pauseable.
1: Hmm. <clears throat> There's one that comes immediate to mind, and this is, this is interesting that this one comes right to me so fast, because this isn't what I would think the typical Mario would say, but I'm going to say it. Um, if you are ever, if you are the only one in the room, don't ever feel like you're in the wrong room.
0: Mm, Okay. That's powerful. Say that one more time. Say that one more time. I need to write that down. If you're the only one
1: in the room, don't ever let that feel like you're in the wrong room. I love that. Until we get to a place where inclusion and diversity and acceptance, and I'm talking, I'm not just talking skin color. I'm talking you could, you could have a prosthetic arm and be the only one in the room with that prosthetic arm. I'm talking you could be the only vet in the room. I'm not even, I'm not even on skin color yet. And obviously, I can go in the skin color, and that can be all different shades of you. Or I can go into religions, or I can go into you know, hobbies and interests, like, or I can go into how your hair is or how you look or how you dress. Like I, we can go into so many different facets of how we project ourselves or how we like to present ourselves. The point I really want you to understand is if you are the only one in the room, that does not mean you don't belong there. Right. In fact, what it means to me is that you have an obligation to actually make sure that your voice is heard because you are a unique perspective. You are a different voice. You're actually in that room and you think how did I get into this room? When actually they're all probably saying without telling you, we should be bringing in some different, some different energy and some different people and really opening this up. They they may, they may tell you that they may not. The point is if you're in the room, you no longer need to question being in it. You already made it through the VIP entrance. You passed the bodyguard, you got into the club. Now you're standing in the middle of the club looking around like, why am I here? Then they gonna come grab you and be like, maybe you don't need to be here. Right, right, right. <laughs> Instead of just like blending in, like on right I'm supposed to be in here. And by the way, I need to talk to the DJ because you can't be playing this all night long like this. You gotta also play some other music in here. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your perspective to the table. So I really think what I'm saying with that is it's like, you know, we walk into a lot of situations where maybe some of us feel a little insecure or we're a little less confident, or it's a big opportunity, and we scan the room and we see that we're, we're the only one. I mean, it could be you, Matt, going into a room full, going to speak to a room, a room full of women. You're a confident dude. I know you're a secure, confident guy, but you could still go in there and be like, damn, I'm the only dude in here. Okay, so then what does that mean? So then that means I should really work on what's the best perspective that I can bring to this room of women in here from a male's perspective. How could right. I actually help them the most? if I'm that guy and I'm in this space and I have this opportunity. So that's really what I want people to think about is like, if you're the only one in the room, it's because you're supposed to be there. Exactly. maximize, Maximize that.
0: I love that, man. Mario, I appreciate you hopping on here. I know you got a split, man. I appreciate all of the value you continuously bring, not even just to the show here, but what you're doing with Never Settle, what you're doing with the IG Lives, all the content you're always putting out, the podcast. Nonetheless, you got a lot going on, man. I appreciate everything you're doing. And uh, again, taking the time out during this whole quarantine thing that we find ourselves in, man. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you, man. And it's like a big brother, brotherly hug, man. And
1: um, because, like I said on the IG live when I interviewed you the other day, you know, I was like, "How can we contribute to other families?" Like, like, uh, and I was like, "All right, I know kids and their families that don't have computers. Can we afford to help a few families, or at least get them an internet connection?" So I talked to my neighbor who works in the the public schools, and I was like, "Dude, I need you to go to some teachers. I need you to find me legit families that actually need some help." whether I buy them a couple of computers or I start something bigger like what you did, like you could have just done a couple of pizzas to, to one, to one area hospital over and over and over. And what you realize is like, no, I got to not only help these nurses and frontline workers, but I also got to do this for this fire department and and these officers and these nurses and this children's center. And I can't just do it during the day. I also need to be helping them in at two o'clock in the morning for that overnight shift. And that just really opened up my idea of like, you know, stop thinking small. You always tell people make it bigger than you. Like you can be the, you can be the instigator. And I can buy one or two computers, but that ain't going to do it. We need to get, like, 20 families' computers, right? 50 families' computers, right? So, like, I, I commend you on the work that you're doing during COVID because you don't know the type of impact. I'm telling you what your impact has had to me. You probably don't even know what some of the impact that you've had to so many other people that decided to do something just because of what they see you putting out there. I appreciate I get, it, man. I'm even just saying that right now. I get goosebumps saying that because that's that, that's that, that's that exponential effect that until people tell us, we don't know, but you know how that exponential effect does come back to us? Karma.
0: Right. Yeah, and man, you're not I doing it for that, him.
1: especially when you're not doing it for that. I know you're not doing it for that. You're doing it for the right for the right reasons, which is why, you know, I keep telling my wife and my kid, I'm like, yo, I'm going to start a karma app where you can get good points. And like, every time you save a spider, depending on the spider, you go to my app, it tells you you get 20 points for that spider. If you a <laughs> sentient being, you get, you know, so I don't know what, like a COVID crisis, feeding 50 nurses, it'd be like off the charts. Like you get 10,000 points on the karma
0: uh-huh. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I I definitely appreciate it. And, um, you know, I'm grateful for it. I'm definitely grateful for it. Yeah, man. And you can see it in their faces
1: and and looking at the pictures. So keep posting, man, because it's really, it's serving not only as hope um, for people that aren't doing the work that you're doing, just to see something good is serving as hope, but it's doing tremendous good work for the people that are receiving that. And I know you feel it because you told me it about it on my live, but it's also getting me to be inspired to figure out how I can do more during this time to get back. So I salute you for that, man, and appreciate it. And always, man, you know, I'm here for you, bro. I love the podcast. It's the top 10 podcasts in my playlist for no doubt. Like, I've had to cut back on podcasts. (laughs) Like, I had to. You know, and it feels bad because you want to subscribe to so many. And I was like, yo, which ones am I actually going to release so I can actually just really start to consume them? And then maybe I'll go back to some of these others. And I was like, yo, there's, Decode is in there. It's like, no way. It's in there.
0: I love that, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you all around, but I know you got to split. I want to make sure you're yeah. not late to your call, but no, uh, Mario. Okay, Thanks for everything. Everybody that's out
1: there listening to this podcast, man, hit repeat, make sure you're supporting Matt, make sure you're listening to these shows, tons of nuggets and gems in them. And it's up to you to take action. If I can be of any help, I love to mentor. That's I advocate for the underdog. So I'm, I, I'm a motivational mentor. So hit me up on IG in the DM and I actually respond. It's It's painful. I, I spent a lot of time in the DM responding to people's problems, challenges, and trying to give them a different perspective. So
0: hit me on IG, hit me with a follow, or DM me, and I'll, I'll hit you back. I love that, man. I'm going to make sure that we emphasize that, too, because you do respond in the DMs, that is for sure. I do, sure. brother, I do. It takes me a minute sometimes, but I do. I care. I love it, Mario. Thank you again, all man. Right,
1: Matt, all right, man. Stay safe. Stay healthy, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I'll see you soon. Peace.
0: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, from my guy, Mario Armstrong. Now, I'm urging you to make sure you are taking Mario up on all of his offers everything everything from his social to his podcast to his show to his website all of that can be found in the show notes of this episode i'm making it super simple for you to take up mario on this offer hit him up on the gram hit him up wherever you are comfortable doing so seriously it is an opportunity that you shouldn't be capitalizing especially now that we are in quarantine we may have some extra time on our hands reach out connect with him he loves to mentor he has amazing resources he has an amazing podcast himself and an amazing show which can be found on YouTube, and again, all of that stuff is in the show notes of this episode. Now, Mario makes it really challenging for me to just pick three points, as I always do. Three points that resonated with me on a super high level. Now, I'm going to give you the obvious. Mario gave some phenomenal quarantine tips, because... I said it very vulnerably during this show. I felt off in the beginning of it, then I felt like I was doing too much, and now I'm trying to find, or I have found, the ground where I'm like, okay, cool, Like this is where my days are going to be, right? This is the amount of work I'm gonna be doing, this is what I'm happy doing all of that right you need to be able to do that for yourself and mario gave some phenomenal ways in which you can do so so make sure you go back if you need to go back in this episode and dive into that but secondly who you take advice from is huge and mario brought this up and this has been something that's been talked about on the show numerous times and i'm really glad that the point is resonating in different ways through different people's experiences and being able to continuously amplify that message to everyone because we all need to understand who we take advice from is my you mental you can't take advice about starting a billion dollar business from someone that hasn't done so right you can't take marriage advice from someone that hasn't been married the list goes on but you get what I'm saying and you get what Mario was conveying with that point I think it's absolutely huge for all of us to understand that who we take advice from if they don't have skin in the game or if they haven't been there and done that we need to understand that that is where we need to get our advice from but thirdly be open to the information and the advice that you're receiving that you do not want to hear. As always, if you're someone that's faithful to this decoding success community in this podcast, you hear me ask at the end of the show constantly, what is a piece of advice that you didn't want to hear but proved to be true? And when I asked Mario that question, he rebutted and said, listen, that's honestly a piece of advice right there like you need to be open to the information that you don't want to hear you need to be open to the advice that you don't want to hear there's a reason you don't want to hear it right and if you can be open to that it could be absolutely game-changing so those three points right there were huge for me but I'm curious like what stood out to you I want you to hit me up on social you could find me on social as always in the show notes of this episode or if you're not connected with me yet literally every link is in the show notes and I want you to reach out let me know what's going on there but until next time time, everyone. Be blessed. Peace.